Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday morning hustle out working the competition while they still sleep nine to five Monday through Friday is not going to get you to the next level. The next big thing It's not going to happen during the week. You've got to put in an extra effort. That's what we're doing right here, right now, whether it's working on Saturday, coming in early, staying late, finding bonus time to get yourself ahead in your pursuit of excellence and success. I'm your guide, and we're going to talk about today on the podcast, the Saturday One Hustle podcast, a continuation of the conversation we've had all in the month of June about lifelong learning. And in fact, this conversation, we're going to discuss the fact that I've had three major career changes in my life, three industries that are completely different, but had enough crossover And there were enough lessons learned on how to be a good employee, a good leader, a good boss by good and bad examples, skills, experiences, et cetera, that always go forward with you, that always make you capable of achieving the next thing you want to achieve. So even if it's in a career, different career path, a different industry, maybe not the exact same skill set you've been using previously. You can utilize all this stuff to move you forward into that next thing you want to do, whether it's working for someone else in a career and and the job that you want or going out on your own, et cetera. So here goes the conversation. I started in the music industry as a teenager. I've been 35 years plus, 35 years plus of owning a business, being an entrepreneur, of working professionally. Starting in the music industry, I transitioned into marketing and around the 1998 to 2000 industry. And then, of course, now working in strategic planning, business development, owning my own consulting firm with the Golden Group. These are three different aspects of my career path, and there are definitely lessons I want to talk to you about today. The lessons that I learned, the skills, the experiences, et cetera, that I received at every level in different industries that I used to move forward and transition into different things so that I could be adaptable, adjust, and continue to follow success and find the thing, the vocation, the the earning a living that made me happy and successful in that moment. Obviously, not the same person at 50 as I was at 15 and anywhere in between. So I'm going to talk about the lessons learned and skills, experience, et cetera, that were carried forward from the music business, from working in marketing, mostly in corporate, but then starting my own business and working in business development and strategic planning, what I'm doing today, what ultimately leads me to having this conversation with you on the Saturday One Hustle podcast. So right off the bat, started my first business as a teenager in the music industry. I did, didn't really stick in a band. I got kicked out of a band for not practicing enough, but they asked if I knew how to ran, run sound. They essentially the guy who's at the back of the room setting all the volume levels and making sure that everything comes through the speakers correctly so the audience can hear all of the elements of a show. I said yes. I was faking it. I didn't know how to do it, but I wanted to continue to, to be in this industry. So I said yes. I took the equipment home. I learned how to use it. Trust me, the equipment in 1985 was very, very, very different than the equipment in 2022. But that's a whole different conversation. I was not faking it till you make it because I faked it until I often like to say until I could provide value. I immediately did what I could and what was needed in order to do the job that was expected of me. Didn't know how to do it when I said yes, 
but I said yes because I wanted to create an opportunity for myself. Then, as I did, I come to, it comes to find out when you're young in a music career, when you're very young in the music industry, when you are not known, when you're not established, you do not have a following, you do not have a reputation, we do not have an audience. Typically, those bands don't get paid, or if they do, not very much. But the sound guy, the audio engineer, the guy that is doing the job I was doing always gets paid. And so I found a way to get paid. I actually didn't know I was being entrepreneurial. I didn't know I was starting a business. I just knew I found a way to make some money and doing something I thought was pretty cool. So I definitely started at the bottom by saying yes. And again, not because I was faking it till you make it. I didn't fake my way through it as in trying to make someone else do my job for me or have excuses as to why I couldn't do it, but I should still have that job. I should still get paid. I said yes, and then immediately found a way to offer value in that role. So it's not fake it till you make it, but fake it until you can offer value. Starting at the bottom, saying yes, creating opportunities for yourself and then following up on them because you're willing to put in extra effort, you're willing to ask questions, you're willing to maybe even look stupid because you're not good the first time you do something, but everyone starts as a rookie. No one is good the first time they try it, but you get better every time you do it. Experience and all the skills that come with actually doing something hands-on as opposed to being theoretical or reading about it. So I said, yes, created an opportunity, developed skills, and then put them into practice and was continually trying to find ways to improve those skills because I knew I didn't have very many, many skills. I knew I was the bottom of the barrel, but I also knew the only place to go was up and that I could do that with hard work, dedication, and paying attention to what I was doing, trying to achieve. So from there, once I did realize that I created a job for myself, I created an earning opportunity, I had a potential for business even if it was a single business just for me, a very small business, I had to treat it like a business. The first thing you do when you set out to create a business is you have to set goals and be create systems for developing and growing. You have to develop your systems so you can grow your business. That's the basic tenet of business. We've talked about it many times on this podcast. I talk about that a lot on my business podcast, The Golden Group. Strategic Growth Progress. If you want a podcast, you want to know more about that, definitely check out that podcast as well. But setting goals, developing systems, and then growing. It's a common theme that we're going to talk about through all the different combinations that we talk about today. It was created an opportunity for myself, but I only was able to take, uh, take advantage of that opportunity because I prepared myself. I took the equipment. I learned lessons. This is pre-internet, so this isn't something about watching YouTube or Googling the instructions. It was literally trial and errors, really, literally asking questions of other people, of setting up things physically, working through it, making many, many, many mistakes. Sometimes outright failures, sometimes complete meltdowns that you quickly will teach you a lesson and give you the ability to not do that again and be better the second and the third and the fourth time you do it. So learning my lessons along the way by pursuing the opportunity that I created for myself by being prepared to do so and then allowing structure. And in the creative business, something like the music industry and graphic design, which we'll talk about next, people think only about the creative process, about how to go from the blank sheet of paper or a, a unwritten song into something that is complete. 
And yes, creativity is essential, but structure is essential as well because the creative spark, the ideas to come up with, the, the things that you want to try in your creative process cannot be capitalized, cannot be utilized, cannot be moved forward without structure, without processes, without the things necessary to do it. And in fact, not only structure and, and processes, but the attention to detail, preparation, detail, structure, process. These are the, the foundations of anything. Absolutely the foundation of running a solid business. It's also the same foundation when your band sets up to play a show, or if you go into a recording studio, or if you're scheduling a tour to go around different places in your city, your town, your state, and across the country. If you're planning an album from front to finish, how many songs, the order, etc. For those of you who remember back in the day when albums were something you had to buy the entire album, not singles on that you downloaded, but albums that had, that worked from song one to song 10 or song 12, it had enough songs that it created value for people to pay six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve dollars whatever it was for the complete album because it was built correctly, because it was music that made sense, because it was something that was illustrative of your brand's, your band's brand and met the expectation of the listener. So all of these things, attention to detail, structure, systems. When you set up a band to play a live show, there are things that have to be done in a certain order. Speakers have to be put in a certain place. Amplifiers have to be put in a certain place. They have to get power to them. There's cabling that runs between the speakers and the amplifiers. There's cables that run up to the place, the instruments, the microphones, the things of that nature, running through the console, separating out the different things, setting levels, setting volumes, setting EQs, and then the testing process of making sure everything works and then making sure people on stage can hear and creating a cohesive sound in the room. It's the same thing when you mix a band for an album. You have to make sure all of the instruments are being recorded at the proper levels. If you record it too low, you get what's called noise on the track. If you record it too high, it overdrives or it distorts. If you don't get the proper input onto the recording, if you're not playing the right notes, if you're not in key, etc., these things will ruin the entire recording. Then once you have all the pieces, you have to organize them into something that sounds correct, has the proper impedances, EQ levels, everything so that it all comes out of a speaker at the same time, sounding the quality and speakers that are cheap, like your car stereo or those cheapest pair of headphones you have through the most beautiful room full of the most top end audio gear. It, the recording has to sound good on all these things. These are different things you have to think about in the creative process of playing a live show, of recording an album. Same thing, obviously, if you're scheduling a tour, if your band's going on tour, I have the luxury of working on some major tours like Lollapalooza and a few others. There are so many logistic decisions that go into that, so much communication that is necessary. And again, attention to details, processes, systems, ways to make it efficient as possible so that is effective. So there's a good show, but also as many people need to be hired or hired, not too many, not too little other decisions, all these things that you can already recognize are business decisions are definitely part of the creative process as well. 
It doesn't matter how creative your song is or your piece of art is or anything else that's pure creativity if you can't deliver it to your audience the way that they expect it and need it to be delivered. If you have a beautiful song that sits in your in your practice studio and it never gets out of that room and no one ever gets to hear it because you don't know how to record it, you don't know how to process it, you don't know how to produce it at, on a mass level, then what's the point? So the creative industry was where I started. I started a music business, worked my way up from the most green engineer on the planet who never mixed a show through someone who was very good at that. That got me into the management side of small tours regionally, working nationally, going on to do multi-act tours like Lollapalooza, learning how the logistics behind a tour, the lessons learned there, the business aspect of a tour, the business aspect of music of managing artists, of representing them, of promoting artists, promoting shows, promoting concerts, promoting albums, all of that combined with my education. When I went to OCU, I got my degree in broadcasting and public relations, my double major. So those lessons learned in the music industry, I was just trying to be cool, be in a band, make cool music, hang out at cool places, go to cool concerts with cool people. That was my creative process, but I was smart enough and paid enough attention to learn the lessons of, of how to grow a business, how to develop it, how to build systems, how to pay attention to details, how to structure things so that it works properly, so that the creative process actually executes as expected. Combine that with my education, and when I was ready to get out of the music industry, that's a whole different story altogether. I combined my experience, real world and business, my, my skills that I had developed along the way, the things I had been exposed to, both on stage and behind the scenes, again, with my education, transition into the marketing industry. Started out as a graphic designer, even though I knew much more about business than that, coming back from promotions of bands and artists. But I also had skills as a graphic designer. I also had computer skills because we'd been using them in the music industry. And my education allowed me to start in as a graphic designer. Within a month of my first graphic design job, I was running the entire department. Why? Did I make get a promotion so fast? Why was I put in charge so fast? Yes, I showed up early, stayed late, did what was necessary, like all those great things that entrepreneurs know and the things we talk about in this podcast all the time. But because I had skills, because I had the ability to organize, the ability to lead teams, the ability to understand systems, process, I paid attention to detail. I understood there was business decisions necessary not necessarily decisions that made me happy as far as how much work I had done or how much I was getting paid, but things that were good for the business. Because when the business is good, you get to keep your job. So my transition into marketing as a graphic designer eventually got me into a marketing department. As a marketing manager, as a mid-level person, as someone who still had plenty of things to learn about how business was done in a corporate world or a corporate marketing department, I had some good bosses. I had some bad bosses. I learned a lot of lessons about what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I learned a lot more lessons about what not to do while working in corporate marketing and eventually working my way into a creative director role. That way I got to combine the skills and the experiences that I, that I had along with my creative process because I was a creative individual. I came from a creative background. Thus, there was a professional position as a creative director that allowed me to do those things, to combine the best of both worlds, to be a creative individual who understood logistics, systems, processes, and business decision-making in order to do what was necessary in order to 
to be beneficial to the business, to the marketing plan, to the marketing department, to the business as a whole. And this worked in corporate. This worked in nonprofit. This worked as me as as an individual freelancing and doing things on the side, still dabbling in the music industry, but truly trying to find ways to put my stamp on the world of marketing, of graphic design, of communications, et cetera. Really trying to embrace my education and my experience in doing something new and unique. Learned lots of lessons. Most of the lessons about what not to do. Learned those from bad bosses. So looking forward, not backwards, I was trying to move into how business was going to be done in the future. Now at this point in time, the internet is a huge factor. This is still before smartphones and other mobile devices, but the internet has now made things very different. Marketing is very different at this time in the world is around between 2000 and 2006, trying to work my way through a corporate settings all the way through 2010, 2012, still trying to figure out how to utilize the new tools that come with the internet and then eventually with smartphones, smart devices, social media, and things of that nature, trying to take the lessons I learned, trying to take my skill set and utilize them in a different way in a completely different industry in a completely different structure. I had more bad bosses than good bosses, and I learned so many lessons from them about what not to do so that eventually coming to the the understanding that good business is simple, no matter, again, corporate, nonprofit, working for yourself, the simpler you can keep business, the focus on the most simple aspect of your business and growing that business through systems, through processes, paying attention to the details putting all the things into place. So when it comes time to put on a show, you're prepared, you're ready. You will know who your audience is. You know what your creative approach is. You know how you're going to achieve it. And you know what success looks like because you have put the work in. That is how I combined 10 years of the music industry and 10 years of the marketing industry into an approach to how to achieve things through skills and lessons I learned. Now, again, back to those bad bosses. I I witnessed so many bad bosses who lost great employees, myself and others, because they did things in a poor way, trying to make sure to not make the mistakes that bad bosses made that drove me away or made me not want to work for them, made other top employees not want to work for them, made it impossible for the team to be successful, which made it impossible for the business to be successful, which hurt everyone, trying to avoid the things that I knew did not work while trying to find the nuggets of things that did work, things that were successful, and how things were moving forward. Again, trying to do business today and not how business was in 2000 or 1985. Those lessons from bad bosses were completely and totally part of my learning process. I learned the lessons of the mistakes I made, and I definitely learned lessons from mistakes other people made. The best lessons in the world are when other people make mistakes. We learn from it without having to actually you know, take the, take the blame for making the bad decision itself. So if you're adjacent to bad decision-making, it can also often be very, very educational for you as well. So again, the idea of looking forward as to how business could be in today and in the future made me finally transition into going back to working my, for myself, but doing it in a different way. This is how the Golden Group came about I didn't want to just do what everyone else did. I didn't want to launch another ad agency or PR firm, even though that was my background, even though that was my education and my experience, even though all my relations and connections 
were in the marketing industry, didn't want to do what everyone else did. Why? Because they already existed. They were already doing it. I wasn't going to do it necessarily better than already established people in a busy industry within a, a place that already had a ton of competition. So what did I need to do? I needed to do something different. Differentiation, right? Set myself apart, do something different. And again, look forward. How can you look for what is going to be necessary in the future, not what has been beneficial in the past? Looking forward is key. Growing your business, setting yourself up to grow. The way to do that for me was by collaborating. It was by finding people to work with. Something I learned from day one, when you are in a band, you have to collaborate with everyone in the band. Everyone can't get a solo. Everyone can't be the loudest. Everyone can't be the star of the show. You need times where the lead singer is in front and has all the attention. You need a solid beat. You need the bass player to get his shine. You need guitar solos to happen on occasion too, so that everything continues to highlight the best aspects of a band. That is a collaboration process. When you work as a marketing department and a marketing team, the same thing. There are people that are bringing in information that through research, through analysis, through surveying, through talking to the customers, through sales data, et cetera. You need to combine all that information together and make something that's workable and usable as a marketing team. You didn't have to collaborate with your sales department, with your product development department, with leadership in order to make great business decisions moving forward as a business, as a corporation, as a marketing team. That is collaboration as well. Myself trying to launch a business I had worked for myself before I'd freelanced. I'd done things on the side. There were things that were good about it, things that not so great about it. And so the only way I could avoid the mistakes I made in the past, continuing that common theme of avoiding mistakes you made in the past, learning from those lessons, was to collaborate with other people who had similar but not exact same backgrounds as I do. This is how the Golden Group was formed, initially with Felicity and Sean and myself. All of that's on the Golden Group Strategic Group Process podcast, too, if you want to check that out. And at the Golden Group Dot com, all that information about how we launched the company that was different. It was utilizing our backgrounds in marketing and sales and product development and system building and law to do something different, differentiation, creating a unique opportunity through collaboration. Again, following the opportunity, another common theme, finding and creating opportunities, being prepared for them, and then capitalize on, the, on them because we had systems processes because we'd set goals because we knew how to build and grow and develop a business. We knew it would be changing continually and that the key to differentiation is explaining the differentiation. It's not about being better. It's about being different, finding your right audience, your proper, your correct audience, the same way a band does going all the way back to the music industry. If you're playing heavy metal country people, country music fans aren't necessarily going to check it out. They might, but that's not the point. If you're in a rap group, you're not necessarily trying to uh, to sell your your album to the heavy metal crowd. If you're in a rock and roll band, you don't go try to enter yourself in the battle of the polka bands. You have to understand your audience. You have to understand who's most likely to really dig what it is you're doing. It's the same way in business. In large business, it's all about developing your audience for your product or service. In an independent business and consulting and B2B, which is what we do, it's about finding the right clients for the right reasons. Not that we can make a single sale or do something one time, but that we can build business relationships that are sustainable, repeatable, and dependable. These are keys to taking something from an idea to a reality to something that's successful. 
The Golden Group was started literally overnight when I last left my last corporate job. I had one conversation with a potential client when I told them the results I had from my last boss that just wasn't good enough. That client found them to be a great idea, wanted to hire me, but I didn't have anything in place. I had no structure, I had no position, I had nothing. Immediately took advantage of that opportunity, went home, got organized, put some things together, put myself a website up overnight, and immediately went right back to that client. I didn't to capitalize on that opportunity, followed up on it. It's not fake it till you make it because I was there to offer and add value. I was there to give, provide them what was necessary. I did have skills. I did have experience. I had a complete background and knowledge. And at this point, 25 years of experience to come along with it. So it's not fake it till you make it if you're offering value and you understand the things that you don't have yet, you need to put front and center as to get that done first create structure, create systems, create processes so that you can repeat the value provided for the client so that then they pay you and you have economic impact and you continue to build on as you grow your business. So all of these things go together in order to be the lessons learned from every aspect of business, different industries, different career fields into how you create and capitalize opportunities for yourself. And the key to that is getting outside that comfort zone. We've said that last four episodes on this lifetime learning process series that we're doing, but I'm going to say it again. You have to get out of your comfort zone, but you don't have to radically leave your comfort zone. I was in the comfort zone of the music industry, but there were skills and experiences and professional things that came along with promoting artists, musicians, tours, et cetera, that I transitioned into professional marketing, corporate marketing, nonprofit marketing, the lessons learned through that process with good and bad bosses, with good and bad clients, led me to business development and to strategic planning and to B2B consulting, which is what I'm doing now, but doing it different, setting a differentiation, not doing the same thing everyone else is doing. And all of that comes from understanding your comfort zone, getting out of your comfort zone, but not radically leaving behind everything that you've learned and built, but doing something adjacent to your comfort zone, but definitely outside your comfort zone. Didn't set the Golden Group up as a standard ad agency or PR firm on purpose. That was getting outside of my comfort zone of what I've been doing for the 10 years previous to that and bringing along collaborators who were going to continue to push me out of my comfort zone, not let me slide back into what I knew, what I established at, and the things that I knew I could do easily, but instead pushed all of ourselves, all three of us, and eventually we added Pritch and and grew the company. We all pushed each other out of our comfort zones, not crazy, but just enough. Lessons learned from three different career paths, three different industries, a 35-year path to success that you can take the lessons that I learned along the way and apply them to anything it is you're doing. Your career path in order to be the best at your job, to get that promotion, to get that raise, to get that position that you've always wanted. If you're going to go out on your own, build your own business, maybe you're running your own business or you're a self-brand, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're a social media influencer, whatever it is, all of these lessons learned about how to create and follow up an opportunity about not fake it till you make it, but fake it till you can offer value about continual learning, continual development, about building systems and processes, not to slow down or stop your creative process, but actually add to benefit and free up your creative process and then collaborate, 
be open to the process, and be able to get outside your comfort zone. All of this can add up to success no matter what it is you're trying to achieve. Have an open mind. You have a way of doing it. You follow those paths of success, the pursuit of success. It's not about achieving a certain thing. It's about pursuing it, building upon it so that you can go past it into something even greater that you haven't even thought about yet. That is the Saturday morning hustle philosophy. So there you go. My 35 plus years of experience all combined up in about half an hour of things that came along with it, no matter what industry it is, what vertical, what career, what it was I was learning at the time. These things all continually, the same concepts happen over and over again. Once you understand how to recognize them, identify them and build upon them, you will always be successful because you have that hustle and drive. That is why you're here listening to the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. I know you got it like that. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast each and every week. This is five, number five in an unofficial series. I'm not sure how many more I'll do on this lifelong learning idea, but these things continue to pop up with me. So I want to have these continue to have these conversations with you as well. So appreciate you guys each and every week tuning in to the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you hit the like button. Make sure that you leave a comment, and I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube or anywhere you leave reviews for anything great in the world. I would very much appreciate a review of the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. Make sure to get yourself some swag. I got the Entrepreneur EF t-shirt on today. Get your Saturday Morning Hustle Entrepreneur EF coffee and donuts swag at SaturdayMorningHustle.com. Check out the latest episode of the bonus series. Last Monday of each month, which was last Monday, we offer a new a new episode. So there's a new bonus series of the Saturday Morning Hustle, the Balance Series. Check that out as well. Posted last week. Appreciate you guys each and every week so much. Leave a comment, leave a review. Tell me what you want to talk about next time on the Saturday Morning Hustle. It's Saturday. We're in the office earning everything we want and need in life because nothing is going to be handed to you. Till next time, good luck. See you next week. Saturday morning hustle. Saturday morning hustle. Saturday morning hustle. Wake up and keep chasing your